So I actually just decided I'm going to release all of these uh, that I had in the chamber. I was going to maybe space them out a little bit, but I just decided just now I'm going to release all of these episodes back to back to back right now as a part of a holiday three pack. So here comes episode two of a holiday three pack from Alienation. Reminder to everybody. Uh, if you can, please support the podcast. There's a support link on every episode as well as in the uh, podcast description on all platforms. Uh, there's a link for the table of contents on almost all episodes. The new episodes give me a few days. Uh, give me a few days after each episode is published before the table of contents link will be available. And last thing is there is a Google Sheet. That is linked to every episode as well, a community suggestion page uh, where you can make any suggestion, any comments, ask any questions. Um, it's basically 100% uh, freestyle, 100% open. Uh, so any anything that you want to put in there as a participant of this community, uh, feel free to do so and we will respond. Um, the third episode coming right after this one. Uh, James and I will actually respond to the the few community suggestions that were already made on that Google Sheet. Um, and again, appreciation to Brittany and Langston for those. Uh, but for now, enjoy this episode with Tyler. One last thing. Uh, in this episode, I do say something that is factually incorrect. Uh, so I just want to correct that before uh, somebody gets to it. Um, <clears throat> the six major news networks are not all a part of News Corp. News Corp is actually one of the six major news networks. Um, so I did a little bit of digging into that when I was editing the episode and I realized that I was wrong. And so I just wanted to correct myself. Regardless, when you have six people that control 95% of the media that the entire globe consumes, uh, my point remains the same. So thank you for listening and enjoy. I got Tyler back on Alienation. It's my third guest with who's uh, who's been on two times now. Um, I had Talbot get back on for his redemption after he got a little too high on his first try. And then I had uh, LT come back on with Kenny's for Kenny's first appearance on the Alienation podcast, and now Tyler's back on for his second one. What's up, guys? How you feeling? And uh, what you, what you think about our first episode, first of all, and anything that's happened between then and now? I'll tell you, man. It's been a while. I, I felt good about the last episode. I was a little nervous. I'd never done a podcast before. Um, there are definitely a lot of uh, pauses and, and jumps and, and trying to, to get a smooth transitions going but um no, i felt good about it and uh it was a little weird listening to myself uh, i don't typically like to do that <laughs> but um yeah actually I, I i tell you a story so when we, we we're now recording in a um, camper trailer right now um but we were recording in your house and we were sitting up on these bar stools and <laughs> I was sitting for for like an hour, and, and I guess I just had this position for so long that I got this cramp in my side, and it, 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 like, I couldn't get rid of it for like three days. Mm. 
just from sitting in like that position you know yeah uh so i'm much more comfortable in the camper trailer i feel like this camper was made to, to like for a, for these types of podcasts for like one-on-one podcasts yeah it's like it's almost set up for a one-on-one podcast for sure um, and now we got two mics going so we don't have to share a mic anymore and yeah i feel it's it's a good setup for sure hell yeah um, one thing we were just talking about as far as, you know, how do we st- get the podcast started? Um, one thought I've had a lot recently just regarding the podcast is how to, how do I get the podcast to reach more people, especially now that I'm not using social media, so I'm not even promoting it on social media, which puts me behind the eight ball to start. Um, and I have my own reasons for that, which we can talk about later. But what I want to talk about now is that balancing act between I want to sell the podcast, which I'm not even making money on it, but I do want to create a community, which has been my goal from the beginning Mm -hmm. of people that like to hear about and discuss just things in a genuine way, all like real things in a genuine way. Um, which I feel like I've accomplished that and and we've done that. Me and my guests have have done that. Um, yeah, you're creating a platform for, um, people to discuss topics that you know sometimes are taboo or um you know some people like you know reading online at 12 o'clock and think it's interesting but don't necessarily raw. want to talk about it i heard one, one of my friends described it as raw which i like that's what i'm going for yeah but there's also i do want to reach another level of um exposure to where more more people are hearing this um i do have a, a high profile guest coming on soon as i was just telling you about Mm -hmm. Uh, which is exciting but um what i really wanted to discuss is just not not just the podcast but in life that that balancing act between saying what people want to hear and saying what people need to hear yeah no it's 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 funny because we're we're talking about this i was just talking about this with a friend earlier um you know a lot of times at work i have to convey information to higher ups that um you know they may they're it's 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 so funny their emotions are so into these business deals that you you have to like like kind of what you're saying walk this tightrope of like yeah you need to get you need to accomplish a certain thing but yeah you also have to um appease the the, the powers that be <laughs> you know and that could be people or that could be governments that could be um ideologies it could be you know anything really um but yeah it's it's tough because you know like how, when do you, you're, how do you sell without being a sellout like how do you how do you keep it real without offending somebody who is fake right you don't yeah. want to offend anybody no matter how fake they are because that's not your intention that's not the intent behind being real you know like the realest thing to me is love. So my, the intent behind everything that I do is love, even if it might not be understood that way by somebody. And some, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes my emotions get the best of me and I'll say things angrily. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that definitely happens. And, I mean, and even people who I'm calling fake right now, like something happened in their life where they became too scared to even look into certain things. Right. Um, you so know, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't, I don't paralyzed. Blame but, them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's. I think the first step in in really reaching 
another maybe not another audience but just getting your audience to grow is is kind of well i think it's education i think that's always number one is just putting the knowledge out there um for people to just kind of soak in and not necessarily like um shove it down their throats or or make them feel like um they're stupid for not already know or not already knowing what you know you know that's so that's so perfect that you said that because it reminds me of something that me and Aaron were talking about on 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 our recorded on the one we actually I did actually publish um he was talking about two words that a lot of people take personally I guess may be the right way to word it I don't know if they take offense to these words but they kind of yeah anyways the words are teacher and wisdom if you tell your if you say to somebody like you're a teacher of something or or that you ha- you possess a certain type of wisdom mm-hmm. like they automatically see that as you're above them in some way yeah and like we're all here to teach each other something you know right and so uh, yeah i mean i i say this all the time i think an- another word um people take the wrong way a lot is ignorance you yeah i've heard you say that a lot um, yeah. you know you just because you don't know something doesn't mean you're stupid it just means you're ignorant to those facts you just don't know it's not your it may not be your fault i think the another word right is enlightenment right because for me the way i see the word enlightenment and the way it relates to the word ignorant and the reason i bring it up is like i feel like the enlightened state is one that is is happy not only not oh, only yeah. willing but happy to admit ignorance when ignorance is the fact when it when if if oh, you're yeah. ignorant if, if somebody's enlightened and they're put in a scenario where they're ignorant of you know because you can be enlightened and still be ignorant of how to catch a lobster right, right, or right, some right, certain right, skill exactly. or some certain yeah. activity yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and an enlightened person is going to say I don't know how to do this. I need to learn. Right. What are the steps to learning how to do it? If, if they want to do it. Right. Yeah. They might choose not, not to, but yeah. what, but if, but if it was something that they wanted to learn how to do and they were ignorant of how to do it, then they would want to learn. They would want to learn. An enlightened person, an enlightened person would admit, <laughs> not only admit ignorance, but be happy to admit ignorance. Like, right, they're not going right, to hold right. on to, oh, I, I know, like try to pretend that they know something they don't. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? That, that was why, that's why it made me think of enlightenment when you said ignorance is like some people might not relate those words but the first thing I think of when I think of enlightenment is ignorance yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like ignorance is bliss but it, like aware ignorance you know it's back to the Yang. it's like you're aware that you're ignorant that's, that's blissful you know right bliss <laughs> for sure and, and, it, and then if you do want to know then that's blissful too because that was your choice to learn mm-hmm I'm a, for me, I am a, a person of knowledge, but you know, there's a lot of people of wisdom that are not people of knowledge, especially older people in this world. Have you have you come across anything recently that made you feel ignorant? Every fucking day, dude. Uh, oh, really? Every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Man, I mean, just very detailed things. Um, and sometimes... Like what kind like things that you're reading or just like things that you see on TV or just different experiences. Sometimes it makes me feel. I don't think ignorant is even the right word. 
I think I just have to admit stupidity sometimes because yeah. it's like I make mistakes that I know I know I need need to stop making. I'm drop I'm dropping things. Wait, I've been dropping things the past week. <laughs> I, like little things like that. I've, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very um, clumsy. Not usually though, <laughs> but I have been, and it's really bothering me. <laughs> Some kind of energy going around, man. I don't know. It's really, it really has been. It's, it's getting on my nerves a little bit. I've been drop. I've been dropping my phone. I dropped. I dropped my weed a couple of times. I've been dropping. I dropped my water bottle. But you're okay with it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't, I, you I, don't I get upset with yourself. I get upset with myself sometimes, but I mean, I get over it. Yeah, quickly. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. don't I don't ever. I don't pretend like I never have negative emotions. I, yeah. I don't. I don't like to take that high horse or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do feel like no, I'm of course. overall pretty learned. You know, I don't. I don't. I think I might. I think stop you, sort of enlightened. I think you are a person who has humility, which, you know, off sometimes you know, you know what that word means at least. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. you know how to yeah. exhibit that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Everything. I think I feel like a lot of people forget that. Like, I've I've been bringing that word up, maybe in conversation in the past like year. Humility? Yeah, and um, just here seeing people's reaction, like humility. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> or like, you know, just people with such big egos that are just like, what? You talking? Yeah, they talk about that in the Sunday school, you know, or. Or yeah. Jesus talk or whatever, <laughs> humility. Hey, what do you? What do you? <laughs> I, I I only have a general idea. I mean, I know I know it means like it a, just, just means a, like a sense of your place in the world. A sen- uh, yeah, in, or just in, like, in the sense that you're not everything. You know? Yeah, it's like it's almost like surrender. Like it's it's being okay. I feel like it's related to the fact with, that we're. It's like well, the reason I say it because like what you were saying earlier just reminded me of like making a mistake but being okay with it you know just letting it pass as right you know, not dwelling on it letting your ego right, take right, over right, and right, like right, right, right. elevate yourself not taking yourself emotional. personally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but, that's the big that's a big one like the whole not you know you don't take anything personally right that that's one of my big four agreements right yeah don't take anything personally but i think the the deepest level there is like when you realize that other people I'm trying I don't want to sound too cliche but if, like I want to word it uniquely but basically like other people's judgments are a reflection of the, your judgments about yourself ultimately uh, yeah I mean yeah I guess you could think of it like that for sure yeah and I'm and that doesn't mean that sometimes like every, every like just because you you feel like for me right i just use myself as an example because i don't want to like it sound like i'm dissing you but i feel like it's this is the this is the case for everybody um but like whenever someone i'm in a sales position so i'm so i'm seeing it right now i'm not gonna say i'm gonna be in this position forever but like, i see a bunch of people all the time they're all they're judging me pretty much right right from the beginning you know and so based on what they know 
but I have to like transform that energy in the moment and like overcome that very quickly and and show, some people show are them. worse than others of course of course of course but you know as hard as it is to admit sometimes like when you run into those people that are harsher that's like a reflection of maybe you were harsh to yourself in your dream that night or like you were harsh to your, like too harsh to yourself that morning like i really think everything really just is a reflection and sometimes that's hard to accept because they're like damn like how are these how are these people reflections of me you know but then you think and you're like man i really was really hard on myself for a long time there so maybe it's just like kind of reflecting back you know yeah. and it might not just be you either it might be like you all of us as a part of as a humanity group, or like yeah yeah you know, who like, we are all connected like maybe yeah. as an american or as a white man absolutely yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't even i would not even be doing this podcast if i was a staunch individualist and i think it's funny that any anybody like like ben shapiro um you know he's he's a very like conservative pundit and it's funny it's just funny for me like don't get me wrong. He he's a sharp guy, and he would probably have an argument to what I'm saying right now. Maybe I'm being a little a little too general, but overall, I'm just using him as an example. And and maybe he's not the best example because he is a sharp guy. But there are people out there like him that are very staunch individualists. And it's like, if you're this staunch of an individualist, like why are you trying to convince anybody of your position? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's what is your motive in getting other people to see the way you do if other people don't matter? You know what I mean? Like, so you'd say Ben Shapiro is, a, is an individualist. Well, I'm not. I mean, like I said, he might be a bad example, but yeah. I just think there's there is a there maybe maybe not all of his following. Would you say but Joe Rogan certain... is an individualist? <clears throat> you know, he's. I don't no I no I don't I don't want to put anybody in this category. I think there oh, okay. are, I think I lean individualist compared to um a certain like left-wing sect of the country. People that listen to podcasts. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but not only that, I think uh I think let me put it this way. I what think you mean? so so when you say many left people in this country like and you feel more individualist than it's it's weird right because i i feel like the ideal situation is a tribe or a collective of hard-working individuals mm-hmm. that want that have a common vision and i and i'm not saying that I, I that it's that my vision is the best one um but what i what i guess what i'm trying to say is what i see as an ideal situation for humanity is several tribes across the globe that have different visions for what a tribe what how humanity can accomplish their goals several just yeah. several how many is several for you I, i'm not however however many it feels comfortable like i'm not i don't feel well, like I mean, i'm, I'm the authority curious, right? i'm the authority several to, to me it. is like seven it could be seven. It could be seventy-seven. It could be seven hundred and seventy-seven. Seven hundred and seventy-seven. Seven thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven. Maybe, or maybe just eleven, or maybe seven million. <laughs> yeah, it could. Could mean. I mean, there's seven billion people, so seven million would still be a lot of people. It's still like a thousand people per tribe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I don't yeah. know, it's just quick math in my head. I have no idea. 
Yeah, I saw a meme the other day too big. on Instagram. This guy was explaining the difference between a billion and a million. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a crazy difference right Isn't there. That crazy. When you put it in like terms of seconds. Yep. It's a uh, so a million seconds is eleven and a half days. Right. And, and a billion is like thirty-one years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that does really put it in perspective. It really does. It really does. <laughs> and what was the other one? The other one, so it was the... Oh, but to finish my thought on the individual yeah. versus the collective, or, you know, it's just like, I, I really I really think both sides of that are wrong. And, I like, it, all, it always comes back to the yin-yang for me, because I feel like there's a balance to every situation, every moment. Um... And I think that there is a balance to be struck in tribes between the individual and the tribe. Um, and I think that the tribe does need to be a manageable size. And I don't know what manageable is because we live in an age of technology where I know, that's just manageable so crazy. could be a lot larger, you know? Yeah. But... Hey, we were talking about yeah. progress earlier. And, like, this who's currently coming into office is definitely... I don't know. Would you say progressive? I, I want to make some progress. I think they want to make progress too. Progress, but progress in what way? I mean, just like uh, I'm not a fan. I would of Biden, say to be clear, I know. I was. I would just say good change as progress. But that's just so general. Yeah. You know, well, defi- who defines good change? Like, uh, I mean, things that are happening that are good for who. For everyone. So, like, what I yeah, see happening is, like, a no. big infrastructure, like, takeover. And I think we're going to, like, totally rehaul it and just re- just redo everything. Like, we're already... Well, that's, that's, that's part of the whole solar thing, you know, the solar... Clean, Virginia Clean Energy Project wants everybody to be solar by 2050. Yeah, I mean, that's, like... That would be dope. But I'm talking, like... Yeah. I'm, I'm talking, like... Climate change, also just surviving off of our current infrastructure technology. I mean, like, the dikes they use to control um, the Mississippi River and, like, all the transport that comes down there are, like, made of wood. So that they use these, is it dikes or, I think it's dikes, and they create ponds where they're lifting and lowering these huge cargo ships, but they're, they're like, there, there's a Vice um, article or uh, interview on it, and they're like checking it out, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's been like 50 years since anybody's worked on this thing. <laughs> it's like made out of wood. That and, is, no, no, but right. it, like, infrastructure is definitely a problem in America. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you know, I don't think it's a problem in all of the developed countries. I think some of the developed countries, it's one of their priorities." Yeah, I'm just saying it could be one of ours, and I would consider yeah. that progress. I would consider, like, that, doing that good. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I just, politics, it, I just don't think in this system anybody, like, I don't like Trump either, don't get me, don't, But that's don't where it comes, like, I know, but that's where it comes into, you have to, like, understand, <clears throat> you have to understand the other side of, of your viewpoint to, to really, like... Not maybe not meet halfway, but like, you know, come to an understanding of like what you want and what I want, and like, what you want may not be the exact same thing that I want. But, but what if they're diametrically op- opposed? 
diametrically. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you and I are, but I'm saying no. But I'm saying that I think there are ideologies that are at war in America right now. Uh, well, I, I mean, that may and, be the and case. Biden, but... And Biden and Trump may represent them to a certain degree, but I definitely, I want to represent a, another option that's like not. It's not one where you uh, submit yourself to any ideology. I mean, of course, you can you can go about it in that direction for sure, and just like in in the the teacher kind of what what you were saying earlier, and 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 then also accepting that you may not know, you know, coming into it from that viewpoint. They both had a lot of sexual offense offense. Uh, oh, are we still talking about Biden and Trump? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just saying I feel like we haven't had a real choice ever. Well, the top two candidates every election in my lifetime, neither one of them would have been good. They're pretend. I don't want to say they're pretend. You know, I want to believe in Andrew Yang. I want to believe Ron Paul. Actually, I do believe that they're both. Uh, at least started with decent intentions because their books ha- contain a lot of truth. But you know, you get swept up in the in the whole the charade. Hype. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, whenever I think about let's or even talk about like right now politics, especially lately, dude. Especially this has been. I gotta say, this has probably been the quote that's dominated my mind the most of in twenty twenty. I've even listened to a lot of his music, which I had never done, but the, the quote just kept coming up in my mind. It's like, this guy, I need to check his music out. But it's a Frank Zappa quote. Politics is the entertainment division of the military-industrial complex. And that's what it is. This whole, everybody <laughs> pretends Biden and Trump are on different teams, and it gives people things to yell at each other about. But they're on the same team, and and they're fucking the people, and that's how I see it. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's part of why I'm doing this podcast is to help get people to see that a little bit. Because I know people don't want to see it. People want to fly their flag, their blue flag, or their red flag. Yeah, sure. So if pol- politics is the yang, what is the yin? And I think politics is is in itself a yin yang. Oh, okay. So you think there is a... There's a, yin, there's a yin and a yang within politics. Yeah. I think, like you said, like we talked about in the first episode, it's impossible to avoid politics. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think we, even if we... But there's um, a... I, I feel like there there can be like a temperature of politics. I think politics can either be very important in certain times or not important in some other times. It just happens to be we're at this point in time I think there. I think it's always important. I don't. I don't want to discredit politics in the sense of the true understanding of politics, which is just how you organize a group or a society. Well, I, I guess I was going off of like no the, the de- way what the politi- we would, what the, the Frank Zappa's definition of politics. I think that's what it is today. And so, if you're saying what's the yin and the yang to Frank Zappa's understanding of politics, <laughs> I would yeah, say it's, sure. I would say it's true politics or real just. Talking about politics on oh, the, yeah. uh, in society, like me and you, and yeah, recognizing yeah. yourself as a part of society, right. and taking responsibility for yourself and your actions, not relying upon government officials and government agencies, creating your own group, and you know that group is going to have to work under 
the the quote unquote Frank Zappa definition of it right. until people in the Frank Zappa definition of it realized that hey, there's actually another option here that these guys have created that are may- maybe way more genuine, you know. And, what would and you then, say to someone that would think that you're an anarchist for wanting to do that? Yeah. So I mean, what is anarchy though? I talk uh, about we talk about anarchy uh, on Aaron's with the episode that I recorded with Aaron. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, think it's like I think if it's organized at all then it's then it is anarchy. Or then it's then it's not anarchy. Yeah, right, right. If right, there's right. any kind of organization then right. it's it's not anarchy. But um and that and you are obviously proposing some kind of organization, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I don't that's that's one thing I was talking about with the individualist, the staunch individualist. I think it's funny cuz it's like everybody's got a mom you know yeah so is that even me i like don't i'm not getting along with my mom and talking to my mom right now but still love her i still got a lot of respect for her she brought me into this world it's like i respect and love everyone including the people that might call themselves my enemies it's like they've taught me things and uh and i just yeah. i just have an, a love a level of appreciation for life that's just <laughs> Is it, and it's a it's kind of like a mumble rap song. Have you heard that song "Broccoli" by uh, Drum? It's like I'm beyond all that fuck shit. <laughs> it's no, like, I haven't it's, seen that. I don't. I I would never be able to sing it because it's like kind of auto tuney. <laughs> uh, Wait, you you don't got auto tune on these mics? No, 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 no. But yeah, but he, he's beyond all the fuck shit, and that's just like and it might sound egotistical, but I do feel like I'm beyond all fuck shit because like even if i judge myself i'm not gonna take it personally if you judge me right now i'm not gonna take it personally if my mom judges me which i feel every single day because we don't talk to each other i don't take it personally because i know that's her problem like maybe i maybe and and that can come off egotistical too like maybe i've done something wrong but then when i when i think back on it it's like well to every single person that feel feels like i've done them wrong and then and that i know that they feel that that they think that and feel that way. I've reached out to them and like apologized and said, "Hey, I'd love to talk to you about it." And what more can I do? You know what I mean. And then for everybody else in my life, it's just an assumption. It's they might not like me, but that's just an assumption. They either have to tell me, or if not, I'm gonna just do my best to have fun with them and be their friend because I love everybody. I truly love everybody, whether people believe that or not. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I feel comfortable talking about these things, even if it, it gets awkward for one moment because i know in my heart like it's all love you know for me i really do love everybody so you know whether whether you know certain family members don't like me or certain friends pretty much all my friends are i'm cool with now but i do have friends that i've gotten in fights with in the past and we weren't cool for months at a time you know what i mean and at the end of the day i love i love them and i feel like that love for everyone that i've ever come across does bring people back into my life, you know? Yeah. And I, I have confidence that my family will see that at some point, but right now they just see me as a stoner. And like, another thing is like, I'm more confident talking about this stuff now because of like, I, you know, I can carry an ounce in, in Virginia and it's a $25 fine. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, like yeah. I went, I got, uh, there's a dispensary open in Richmond now, mm-hmm. like less than a month ago. Um, I went and got my medicine, you know? Nice. I had my medical card waiting. I have had that since June. How yeah, was that? <clears throat> That's nice. good. Yeah, it's good. Um, I can't wait for them to be able to sell buds, though, man. Yeah. 
yeah, right now, uh, it's just like edibles and vapes and, uh, no flour and concentrate. Yeah. No flour? Nope. And you have to get, and it's kind of official, like you have to get a certification and card. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I looked it up, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't, uh, pull the trigger on it. I was pretty close. They keep hitting me up. But I know I I found out about it because the guy one of the guys who started that place is actually a subcontractor of mine. Right. Um, he just happened to be in on the deal. Um, just had some money to to put in on it. I mean, it's a good it's a good thing. That distance from the mic is like the ideal distance. I don't know. You can pull it up to you though. Gotcha. Just that might help you not be. Super quiet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you looking at those screens? It's, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so yeah, so to harken back to kind of the central theme of this is like what... <clears throat> so so knowing that my audience is already going to lean toward being interested in real topics, um, we still do want to make it as entertaining as possible for my listeners. Right. And I still want to talk about things... I don't want to talk about the same thing over and over and over too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are certain themes and, and certain ideas that are obviously going to be... That are going to come come up um, mm-hmm. more than, you know, repetitively. Right. Um, but I do want to keep it fresh, and I just kind of wanted, wanted to get your thoughts on... What do people want to hear? Like, what, do you, <clears throat> what are your experiences uh, the last few months since we talked as far as what do people want to hear about? Do you, I feel like... I've, I got this thought today, actually, is that the awakening is happening very quickly. Yeah. Like, it's been, it's kind of, it's kind of been happening for 10 years or so. Yeah, you think so? <clears throat> right, but it was like, it was like, so for me, I mark, I mark my, the day of me starting to, um, become more aware of how things are. To, to put it bluntly, I mark that date as July 7th, 07, because I was born on July 7th. Um, seven is like kind of my, my lucky number. Um, and Dang, that's a long time ago. And I turned and I turned 18 on 777. And um, I was like anti-weed pretty much up until like 2006-ish. And, uh, you know, I started coming around to it because I had some friends that were smoking. And... Uh, I still hadn't tried it, but I was like becoming more open to it, you know, because I saw people that were using it that weren't being complete losers. And like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they didn't seem like I had been taught like they were going to be, you know, they seemed way cooler. <laughs> and, uh, so anyways, and then, uh, I actually tried it like, I think either May or June of 2007. And I, I started having like, different thoughts like even thought like yeah yes i started to be honest the first time i ever thought like i might be an alien was was that summer 2007 wow that's summer, crazy 2007 yeah it didn't happen to me like to like much it, it happened so it happened to you like right at your senior year of high school right yep so it happened to me like my senior year of college i think right well i i gotta say like <clears throat> there's levels to it because that was like, I thought the first time I had the thought, my next thought was, wow, that was a really crazy thought. Yeah. And now when I have the thought, I'm like, yeah, it's probably real. 
Yeah, what do you mean, what kind of thoughts? Like, like I might be an alien. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, some sort of military experiment, or, like, just ever any, ex- any sort of alien type of thought. Like, not necessarily aliens, but, you know, right, just right. weird thoughts, strange thoughts. Do you ever, um... <clears throat> You said your senior year. Oh, do you ever, like, have feelings? Like, do you ever, um, I don't know, you're talking about, like, crazy thoughts, like, the, like you may be... I saw another but one. Do you ever, like, have any senses that, like, get... I don't know. Tingly? For me, yeah, tingly. Spidey, spidey or, like, senses? Or, like, hear, like, tones, or, like, mm-hmm. some people have tonight, so call it tonight. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I have that, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, another, ever, another like, crazy thought, like, one of the... Oh. Did that happen to occur, like... Around that same time, summer yeah. of 2007, I know around that same time as well, uh, the first time I ever felt like my grandpa was present. Oh, when you were 18? Yeah, yeah, but he died in 2000. Yeah. This was 2007, and I, and, uh, yeah, I was pretty, like, the thoughts, or I don't know if you even call them thoughts, I was like, it was like he was telling me something from the other side, and it was clear. He was like, I can talk to you when I want. Were you, were these dreams or were you? No, this was, this was, this was clear. This was like one of the clearer, weird, weird thoughts I've ever had. And it happened, and then that's happened, that's happened a lot. With your grandpa? Yeah, I talked, I feel like talking to ancestors is, is part of the reason that got me so interested in indigenous thought and the indigenous lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. More agreements and stuff. Yeah. Cause, uh. Because, you know, ancestor worship is normal to them, and, like, thinking that way is normal to them. And, and, like, talking about um, their ancestors and their ancestors talking to them, like, that shit doesn't sound weird to them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not (coughs) totally... I'm not saying it's not real or anything. Um, I've never experienced that. I mean, I've... I don't know. I have this... um, My grandpa... Both my sets of grandparents died like well they were alive at, like when I was younger um my grandpa passed away I don't know like probably around the same time maybe a little no like maybe like four or five years after years but um anyway yeah I don't I don't I don't necessarily like connect with them or I wasn't really especially close with them either though were you close with your grandpa yeah I would say I was with my grandpa on my dad's side yeah and it's funny that you say that cause I've thought about that deeply, especially, like, in moments where I feel like I'm already, like, kind of connected to the other side, yeah. in moments where I feel like I'm, like, kind of communicating with him. Yeah. <clears throat> I know, it wasn't even that long ago. It wasn't super recently, but it was, like, a year or two ago. There was a moment like that, and I was like, how come it's so easy to connect with you, you know, but I, it's, like... Yeah, it's not as easy. It's not as easy. Energy, man. It's like yeah. what brings people if together. If I really, yeah, okay, if like... I really want to bring like my uncle Tommy or my other grandpa or my or my grandma, the one grandma that's passed, like I can, I feel like I can sense them in a way. But it's the connection is not the same. Like my grandpa, sometimes, sometimes I feel like he's there, or that he's present, or like I can kind of communicate with him. But there are sometimes, like the first time. Uh, around 2007 it might have been before the summer actually but sometime my senior year of high school and it was like goosebumps hair standing up on the back of my neck like there's a presence here right now that is like being clear 
like sending clear messages and you can't not ex- like dang man yeah that's crazy yeah you never told me about this yeah i haven't i don't know that i've ever told anybody about that oh wow <clears throat> that's crazy man yeah i i've had dreams like my dreams are pretty intense yeah and i'll have really vivid dreams and there have been some memorable memorable dreams in fact we're actually one guy comes i've seen him in multiple dreams and like other people too only like maybe once or twice this one guy he he was my next door neighbor growing up and uh he died in a car crash like it was crazy because like he lived across the street and like he doesn't necessarily like the best influence on me and uh my mom didn't really like me hanging out over there and anyway like his parents got divorced and he ended up moving out like i think i was maybe like second grade or something and just years went by until we really ever hung out again because we had no reason to i think he was a year younger than me oh then he moved away he went to another school anyway but he, he ended up coming back into my life when i was like 18 yeah and we were hanging out because he happened to be friends with some friends of my girlfriend and um i maybe saw him like three or four times at parties and stuff and then he dies in a car crash and like i went to the funeral and everything and it's just so odd that he came in just for that short period and then like died uh that i hadn't seen him in so long and um anyway probably like maybe a year after that i had this dream and we were snowboarding together and he was just like i'm in a better i'm in a cool place dude like i'm i'm great like tell jessica like not to worry like everything's fine jessica's his sister who's a year older than him and so like i reached out to her to kind of like you know to tell her i I had hope she was doing all right and um i had this kind of dream that i wanted to tell you about and then she like never reached back out to me and um it was pretty nuts. Huh. But I had dreams of my grandpa. Like, my dad. My one grandpa. Yeah, for sure. Um, but never, like, speaking like that. Mostly just seeing. It's so weird. Like, speaking is not not the right way. It's just, like... It's, like, a message that's being conveyed, psych- like, telekinetically. Mm-hmm. But then, like, my, my brain translates it into English pretty clearly, you know? And sometimes it's, like, really clear, and other times it's just, like, I kind of feel like a presence, you know? But there, there's there been moments, especially that first time. And there's been other times that have reminded me of the first time, for sure, but the first time I think it threw me off, because it was the first time, it threw me off a little bit more than the other times. Right, right, But the right. intensity has been the same, but just the, the level of uh, surprise, I guess, yeah, the, the first time. But <clears throat> there are times where it's it's too clear to deny. And it's like that that those experiences I feel like are what led me to my extreme interest in Native American culture and four agreements and, and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, um, and like so we were talking about the awakening <clears throat> and like Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking it's happen like I'm thinking it's happening started, really quickly. Right. But what we were what you were saying really, was really like quickly. you, you <clears throat> You thought it was going on for like ten or so years, or like. But I think it's reaching like a, twenty it's, or it's so building years up. for you. But well, I mean, it's like yeah, thirteen, I guess. But I'm saying, I think, 
2010 marked a time where a lot more people started catching on with the, the spread of the internet and just people yeah. that were hungry for information. And then it's taken a lot of time for people to realize that this is these a lot of this the new paradigm, the new quantum paradigms yeah. as far as science, the new paradigm that we've yet to even name in politics, cryptocurrencies. Right. I mean, I think 2000, yeah. The yeah. technology paradigm that's coming, AI. the energy paradigm, AI, energy yeah. paradigm that's coming. Um, yeah, I think it's so <clears throat> exciting for our generation. We, we have so much potential. It's happening so fast, though. That's the thing. Like for me, I, you think my, it's happening? Fast. Today. I I want it though. I, I, like... Me too. Me too. But I, and I, it was an optimistic thought. It wasn't a. It yeah, wasn't yeah, a. Yeah. It was a very optimistic thought. But I'm thinking, it's almost like it's already happened in the AI world, and like now we have to like fill in the gap. You know what I mean? It's like we have the capability to make it happen, but our consciousness isn't ready for it. So like we need to like I don't want to say like I don't want I don't think our consciousness is ready for it. Not on not on a global level. Not on a not on a like a hive mind level. I think like people there are more there are more and more people like me and you. But but I I think think there are like maybe they just don't even know that they have that. It's not right. But I'm saying that's part of why the paradigm we aren't seeing the the physical and material manifestation in the way that we want to see it is because these old people are serving as like consciousness and psychic blocks i know yeah for sure does that make sense or does that sound like just way too far out no because i actually used to go to this woman to get um, blocks removed (laughs) right but that's like reiki and shit right uh she used kinesiology right right since very similar um Muscle, muscle concept yeah, yeah. yeah it's very like acupuncture pressure points meridian yeah, points things points. like that yeah, yeah. but you know and and those, that's all super legit and super real it There's was cool she was like too much evidence behind it to not be real well she was like so we're we gonna do this test like she was she did a brain alignment where she, you know you got your right brain your left brain it's just like sometimes they get intertwined but she was like one thing you'll notice when you when i'm done is your peripheral vision will get better because your your sides are are equal now did that happen yeah so like i I was i rode a motorcycle there and like a lot of times on a motorcycle like you have to really use your peripheral vision because um, that's cool um, and i can see like a little bit further i was like ah that's dope (laughs) that is cool yeah but um yeah she was cool um she, I got turned on to her from... Uh, That's from like a micro Google. level. That's like a personal level of the same thing that I'm talking about on a macro level where it's like these older individuals, not always older, but I would say, you know, it, they represent an older way of thinking. Some yeah. some young people represent an older way of thinking, but I think they also have more potential to break out of it than the, than oh, the yeah, ones yeah, yeah, that sure. are stuck in it, you know? Um, and yeah, so I think that that is actually serving as a blockage to yeah, the unleashing because it's not safe to unleash this level of power for people that to people that might not use it well you know i'm gonna make a raw and bold statement the coronavirus is killing off all the old people <laughs> so yeah our 
our uh, Earth energy is going to benefit from that yeah. old way of thinking. Just I've heard I've heard a lot of people say that, but I think that that is actually too like, much. No, it, I think it's real. <laughs> no, I think it's not only not only do I think it's not too much. I think it's long overdue. Yeah, and like I come off as a little bit um, as a radicalist. I feel like for thinking that way, yeah. but um, you know, I I I don't call myself an anti-vaxer because I think that there's a um, a lot of nuance to that argument. But I I am an anti-masker. Yeah. Um, on one level, <laughs> right on a on a philosophical level, I am a anti-masker but on a practical level on a real level i'm not causing no trouble man i need my groceries yeah you know what i mean <clears throat> if if people want to have a, like a debate about it i will say yeah i don't think that it's helping at all to, to not spread the virus i think it's silly actually yeah um now social distancing man, there's a little bit more to that don't get me wrong i'm not a complete idiot i'm not complete like i think there is a certain image that's painted for anti-maskers right and it's like most of them are trump supporters and like you know yeah oh, i'm not doing anything the government says <laughs> yeah okay i yeah so and but i also think there's a lot of nuance to all of it and uh i know there are you know and it <clears throat> there always is a little bit right and there's there's so much stuff they don't know Right. And and there you know. So social distancing I'm not I'm not against limiting capacity at at stadiums. I'm not I'm not I haven't been, I haven't been drinking in 2020. So it's not like I'm I'm trying to go to the bar, you know. Right, it's right, not right. like I'm one of those people. I'm not I'm not even nearly as social as I used to be now that I have a child, you know. It's right, like right, I'm not right. worried about going to concerts and all this. So I'm I, don't get me wrong some of my favorite people are music artists and I want them to be able to get their bread. So it kind of does suck. And that like seeing live music. I love seeing live music. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is in this, in this streaming music era, live music is how, I mean, artists, music artists are, that industry is probably hit harder than almost any. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the actual performers, because at least the, the sports players are still playing, even if they're not playing in front of a lot of people. Right. You know, so do you hear March Madness is going to be? Wait, are they doing it in a bubble? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but yeah, I know that they're playing. They're having a college basketball season. It started. Right. They're going to try it anyway. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I I I'm working like so. I work in an office, and I feel like these labels discourage conversation too. Like anti-masker, anti-vaxer. It's like. If you anti question, if you question the narrative, then you're an anti-vaxer. It's like Judy Mikovits, the person that I listen to. And that doesn't the, mean that. It the, only means that if you say it means that. Right, right, and I know, but I'm saying it's that picture is painted for pretty much anybody who questions the mandatory vaccine. I mean, I guess mandates and I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I brought I, listen, it up to people, and I don't get. I, I deleted all my social media, so one fallout I don't want to say a good it's not a good thing but it's something that happened because of that is I do check CNN and Fox more more than I ever have yeah uh and yeah I mean I really I really do believe that they paint that picture I mean even Fox 
They're supposedly right wing. They they'll have a a more. You say supposedly right wing. Yeah, but they're they're like. Have you watched? Oh, they're yeah, so they're off their one. rocker. Fox is so off their rocker that like, you can't. Anybody who's watching that and believing any of it is that's scary to me. <laughs> and I lean right, so yeah. that's that just tells you how bad it is. Yeah, some of them are like Lou <clears throat> Dobbs, that guy. I'm just like, I can't believe he's they're still letting him on the on the TV. He's uh, he's just off his rocker. He needs to retire and <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Or Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson too, and, and Steve Hannity or Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity. What's her face? What's the blonde lady? I don't know, man. She's They're all talking. Shot. I don't. I don't listen to any of them, man. I've I've heard them all once, and that was enough. <laughs> I, and I, I don't actually. I, I should clarify. I'm on their websites more. I don't actually. Yeah. I don't watch that. You don't watch. I don't watch CNN or Fox. Yeah. I'll go on their website more because I'm not on social media. Just to you know, get a temperature Catch check on clips. what's going on in the, in the global yeah. current events world. Sometimes I put the CNN on. But they're both so slanted, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, <coughs> I don't know. See, have you ever watched MSNBC? That's even more slanted. Yeah, that's worse. Way worse. That's like super yeah. liberal. <laughs> yeah, but CNN, they just, I feel like it's sometimes all, they it's are, all sometimes set not. up. I like Jake Tapper. I think he's... Nah, man, I'm telling you, I think it's all set up. I think... It's all Dude, there's all levels not, to it. Though, man. No, there's you, levels to it. You give people it. too much credit. No, there's there's le- there are levels to it. No, don't get me wrong. Things can get snuck into the mainstream. Some real shit gets snuck on. To, I've seen some real ass shit on CNN clips and Fox clips. Things get snuck on there. Don't get me wrong, but overall, the overall structure is such that CNN is meant to appear as the centrist one, but they are. But that that's a for a purpose. They're all owned by News Corp. All six of them are owned by News Corp. And it's all, so it all comes from the same source. And I'm telling you that they play, and and the reason that I think. Fox is a part of that too? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. The Fox. News Corp. Google it. (laughs) (coughs) Yes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. News Corp pretty much runs all the news. It's funny, like, they literally just call it News Corp. It's almost like some shit you'd see on, like, a cartoon. Like on Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. You ever watch that show? Uh-uh, but no, I've been told that that's a dope one. Yeah, you should definitely, what the hell are you doing? You should definitely watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to. It's all about Evil Corp. <laughs> evil Corp, yeah, it sounds about <laughs> right. Monsanto. I think it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be E-Corp, e, e but instead they called it Evil Corp. Yeah, he was great. Rami Malek was great in that. He was, um... Uh, what's the... Queen... Queen dude. The, the, uh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, Freddie yeah. Mercury. Yeah, he was pretty dope in that role, too. Alright, I know I know a thing that we... I know something that we can connect back to is when we were talking about... I would mark my... Awakening, so to speak, yeah. as July seventh, two thousand and seven. Obviously, there were events before that that kind of led up to it, but that's kind of where I would say I really started to. And I feel like my own path, and I don't say this from an egotistical perspective. I just say it because I happen to be born the same year the internet was born. You're you're right around my age. Yeah, ninety. Ninety. So, 
we we are of the age where it's like we grew up without the internet. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we were young when we got it, but even when we yeah, got it, it was we like dial-up. And it's, but it's, it's changed so much. It's gotten so fast. Yeah. It wasn't the same when we were using it as kids. Right. And uh, and so anyways, my point is we, we kind of grew up with the internet and with this. Um, and the internet, I, I think, I think anybody listening, and I think you would also agree that that's the catalyst for this awakening because it allowed information to spread at a speed that had never been seen before. And you have people that are able to create content that, um, don't have to, that they're, they're able to get people to view their content without as much of a fill, without having to go through the FCC, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not as filtered. Right. So I think the internet serves as a catalyst for this awakening. And I think, we're born at a, right around the same time the internet is born. We've kind of grown up with the internet. Around 2007 is when I first started kind of shifting toward this more, uh, I would call it, intuitive. I think that is actually a perfect word. And it's something that we can kind of talk about a little bit is, Intuition. I think, yeah, I think the shift is kind of from a, a age of reason to an age of intuition. And I don't mean to discard reason. I don't say that in a discarding it way. I think re- I think we're gonna learn through our in- through our intuition that reason does serve a purpose. Um, but I th- I feel like, and we we talk about love versus fear, right? I feel like right now we are using our reason to justify our fear, mm-hmm. and once we begin using reason to justify our love if we're acting on love then we're going to be using our intuition anyway like intuition is kind of the the force that leads people out of fear and back to love anyway so i feel like in order for us to shift from fear to love we have to kind of shift from reason to intuition and that doesn't mean that we completely discard or trash reason we just put it in its place where we use it to reason that love is more powerful than fear yeah that's how intuition works to come to that understanding <laughs> that's i mean that's obviously my one my perception on it or one way yeah, I, yeah. I can use words to describe that but intuition and the reason that i like using that word is because it's a knowing that's beyond symbols even the word intuition is like I could you could use the silent knowledge or gnosis is an ancient word for it yeah uh, it's just like a knowing through feeling. Yeah. You, know, you just know without having to justify what you know. You just know. It's like a kid. Kids know. Infants know things. They don't have a language to right, explain right, right. it to themselves. But yeah, so I, I think that's the shift, man. I think we're shifting to an in- intuition-based world. I think that's what the awakening is. I think the awakening is awakening into our intuition and into that into our gnosis. Uh, and, and that's love. I think we're going to learn to like start having fun again. I sure hope so, man. Start playing games. Yeah. I sure hope Making so. life more fun. Yeah, I think there's... Um, yeah, there's so much potential for that. We could make things so much easier on ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. We have, uh, we have the capability. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, you just got to decide, you know, for yourself if if you're willing to invest in yourself and in this life and in the future, you know. Um, you got to take part in it and like, you know, make moves to 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 prog- to progress or to you know in the in the in the light and not the dark and, and you know for love and and not fear and getting out get out of your cave and your your safe space a little bit. I think bit fear and, and darkness serve or serve their role too. Like I don't I don't think it's like about abandoning them or discarding them. I just think it's about putting them in their place and not letting them be the or be our. You think fear serves a role? Yes, but all right, so there are two types of fear, right? There's uh, <clears throat> there's the fear that you feel when a dog is chasing you. That's a real fear that is good for your body because it gets your adrenaline going. It's a survival level of fear. Yeah. It's innate. But then there's the fear that you create in your mind by telling yourself stories about things that maybe actually did happen or maybe things that haven't even happened maybe assumptions or maybe things that really happen but um you aren't te- you're you're the story that you're telling yourself is creating more fear and more anxiety and more depression when you could be using that moment to make it better and and I'm as guilty of that as anybody who's ever been through depression or whatever I'm not yeah. I'm not like trying to make myself angelic or something by saying that I'm just pointing out that uh there are there are different ways of understanding fear too like there's there's a fear that is but like physiological and then there's the fear that's psychological do you think fear is so and even that psychological fear although i do think that's something that can be can at least conceptually discarded i do think it serves a purpose you know, like once you've done it to yourself and, and you kind of have that epiphany and then you have that epiphany moment where it's like, this is completely useless. Yeah. The fear that comes out because the dog is chasing you, that's not useless. That's and that's going to happen in that moment, regardless of your psychology. But the the type of fear that you create by telling yourself stories about things that have happened uh, or, or might happen, right. or could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I do think, can be discarded, but I also think that just because it can be discarded, I, I think it serves a purpose. Yeah, I guess everything serves a purpose in this, you know, dualistic world. Um, in the grand scheme. Right. So then fear and love, you think fear and love are of this earth? What do you mean, of this earth? Like, uh, I think the earth is of fear of uh, is of fear and love. Right. Well, I mean, like, you think, think fear, fear and, and love are, are part most of this dimension? Like, right, so fear and love, first of all, are two symbols that we use to describe <laughs> the same phenomena, but two different manifestations of that same phenomena. That phenomena being vibration passing through matter. <laughs> okay. All right. So vibration passing through matter, that is what the entire universe is made out of. Vib- is masculine power, vibration, and feminine power matter. Light and dark, receptive and active energies. Right, right, right. In, in this 
Yeah, in, in, in all this, of existence, in all dimensions, in, yeah, and just existence. Period. I don't see that. I don't think that you can say that. I think that your perception. I feel like you. Yeah, that's that. I see what you're saying. That's definitely a way of explaining it. Well, but, what I was getting to is when we talk about love and fear, though, we're talking about so. And this is and this is what I, I think what I've set up to this point. Yes, that's my take on it, but I do think that that's mostly objective for the most part. When I what I'm about to say is is where it gets a little bit more subjective, so to speak. But but anyways, what what I see as love and fear is is the same phenomena of vibration passing through matter. But love is a high vibration. It's like a very fast vibration. It's like uh, it's like you're high. You know, it's like adrenaline-inducing and then euphoric and uh, not scary adrenaline, but just like pumped up and happy and like euphoric, you know, just awesome. And um, and fear is kind of like a slow, dense vibration um, that's kind of like on edge, like almost like you can kind of think of like a paranoid type of feeling, like, a, you know, you're just looking over your shoulder, you're bug-eyed sort of yeah. thing. Um, and your breath slows, you know, <clears throat> that sort of thing. Um, but it's the same thing. It's just two different, it's just, we see what we call, what we energy. call fear is the, it's like, where do you draw the line? Like if you're content, is that love? Like there's so many different words. Like once you put a symbol on it, it's not what it is, but the, the, the way I, um, I feel like emotions themselves are a certain frequency of our own vibration. Our all own vibratory. emotions. All emotions are. You think love is an emotion? I think love is the totality of all emotions. And fear is the. And fear is uh, is like the is like the slowest is fear and then so that's actually what I'm talking. That's actually perfect that you that you worded that you worded your question like that because that's what I was getting to. Is that fear? Fear is also the totality of all emotions, but I don't view it that way. Like it's still at, at the end of the day, love and fear are two are symbols that we you that we our consciousness creates that division between love and fear. But really, it's the same. It's they're on the same spectrum, right? It's still energy. It's still vibration passing through matter. Love is. When you feel love, that's your vibration is at, is at a high frequency. You're feeling, it's almost like you're more connected to everything. You can feel more things. You're like in a flow state, you know? Mm -hmm. And fear is like you're disconnected from everything because you're scared. It's like a really slow vibration. Yeah. But even the way I just described those two things is like, my consciousness creating that division like i'm i'm creating i'm painting two different scenarios to communicate to you and anybody else listening the difference in how i see love and fear yeah, yeah, yeah. those are just two perceptions of love and fear too like love when you think about it on a, on a singular <laughs> when you think about it the way you're talking about it yes love and fear are kind of the same thing they are both the totality of all emotions but right our consciousness gets to choose which one we 
tune into. Yeah. If that if that makes right. sense. Yeah, 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 I understand. I get it. I guess what I was getting at is that like right. So we all agree that emotions like love and fear or totality of emotions or whatever are of this plane of like this dimension of existence. Like I think they're the foundation of it. The foundation of this dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dimension, yeah. Do you say do you believe in different dimensions? Yeah, but I think I actually yes. To, to answer your question, yes, I do believe in different dimensions, but I believe that emotions is the foundation to all dimensions. Right, so that's what I was getting at. I I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. I think, I think they are definitely of this earth, and I think that ego is a... Um, is a is kind of like a proof of of that fact because I definitely know ego is fucking of this earth. Like I can't imagine ego existing in different planes of or you know Really? Oh yeah. No. It's definitely I think here. ego definitely exists in other planes. Mm-mm. I think that's what the all the ancient stories are trying to tell us. The gods all had different egos. They all had egos. Yeah, but the gods were of this earth. They were True. of this True, good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But were they all of this earth? I mean maybe the biblical stories are like I mean, stories. Well no no no. So that's not Indian stories. Well that goes into a different right. totally different discussion. Different myths. I Yeah. I mean everyone thinks different god the gods are different of different things, but mythological creatures are or um I happen to, beings, magicians. I happen to think <clears throat> that they were extraterrestrials that came down. And... Really? I don't think that. <clears throat> the Anunnaki ever get into any of that? Yeah, but I mean, even that, do, do, do you really think that they were coming from other planets, or do you think they're coming from other dimensions? No, they're planets. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't more know. Advanced, I don't, I don't... More advanced civilizations. I don't know. Yeah, I think that they... My experience with other beings, and this, and I agree, and I'm glad you brought up other dimensions, because, yeah, I tr- totally believe in other dimensions. I've experienced beings from other dimensions. You talked about DMT before we started the podcast. I've traveled to other dimensions. So that's what you think it is? Yeah, I definitely believe in other dimensions and interdimensional travel. Uh, where What I'm a little bit more skeptical about is extraterrestrial life like outside of I, all right no give me right, let me let me rephrase i think there's extraterrestrial life other and outside of this solar system yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe within the milky way maybe in other galaxies in this material universe what i don't think is possible is that materially there's any technology that can take us from one place to the other i think the only way to travel between planets safely is like an interdimensional way of traveling yeah like a wormhole yeah 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 i don't think you can just like take a spaceship to another planet no i don't no. think any, any other no way. they they don't travel like we just don't have that technology right or we do and they're just covering it up right and then so <laughs> but because because that because that the only way for them to contact us is using interdimensional communication or travel. It's hard for me to 
I mean, I can speculate that they have other planets in this dimension, and I'm sure, and I, I lean toward probably. You mean in this galaxy or in this? Dimension? In this galaxy or in just in this dimension? Yeah, or in this material world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three dimensional world universe. Um, that that mainstream scientists admit exists. Let me put it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lean toward it's probable that there are other life forms out there, but I also from personal experience feel much more confident saying that other dimensions exist and that other that life exists in other dimensions oh really yeah hmm. just from personal experience i mean my intuition and my well yeah i guess you point, can say that because you've never life. seen an extraterrestrial yeah. in, this in this reality in this third dimension i've so, never but like, you're shook refer- hands with an extraterrestrial in this reality but i've experienced extra dimensional beings right 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 I've talked to them and you know not necessarily English the way yeah, we're talking to each other right, now right, right. but it was too real to not right. it's too real to deny let me put it well, that yeah way. you had that experience <clears throat> yeah so of course you could you would believe that further because it's not even about believing it once you've experienced well, it well, no 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 I'm saying like yeah I get what you're saying I mean that's what I think too right because I've had similar experiences as well like um you know there's all, and it's it's so great because they're so happy for you to be there. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, just come on, I want to show you all this shit. <laughs> although although I'm not the biggest Joe Rogan fan in the world, um, there is one DMT trip that he talks about that I think is so relatable for everyone, whether they've ever done DMT or not. And he talks about how like right after he broke through, they were all like mocking him and making like making fun of him. And he got this feeling that it was like he was taking himself too seriously, you know? And so, like, once he relaxed, they were like, ah, you got it now. Like, yeah, you're getting it now. And he started, like, letting go of all of his, like, se- like security and, like, his need to feel like he was right about certain things and just the fact that he mattered, mm-hmm. you know? Or not that i mean it wasn't that he suddenly didn't matter but it was just he understood his place he mattered the right amount or, or the, the he understood his role and his place in the universe to a certain extent and like he humbled himself while he was in that state and they were like oh you're getting it now you're getting it now and it's like you know once he started to learn to like laugh at himself then right. then they started becoming happier that he was there right 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 whereas before like they were happy he was there, but they were also teaching him a lesson. Like, we're going to make fun of you because you take yourself so seriously. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not a Joe I think I think Joe Rogan, because he's become so popular recently, um, he's become more polarized. <coughs> and uh, I like him, but I don't love him. And Yeah, I don't really listen to him that much. I listen to the shows that he has the guests on where I like the guests. Right. I mean, the reason I listen to him is because he has good guests on, and I listen to the shows where I want to hear what, hear what the guests have to say. Have to say. Yeah. And I think he does a good job uh, as far as as a podcaster, yeah. his role of interviewing people. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not going to listen to episodes of people I've never heard of, or uh, or, or listen to or like his like, friends or the MMA like ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. But you I do don't, like I don't his hate him. DMT. Like, I, don't... I mean, he he did the um, the documentary 
the DMT experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually really disagreed with what he said on that. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked I liked a lot of what he was saying, but his overall conclusion, I was just like, yeah, he took I didn't, it the completely opposite yeah, way. I didn't like his conclusion either, but it was good. I was just happy to see it. Like, yeah, no, I mean the way that he described shown. it was yeah, yeah. In the story that he told, even though I disagreed with his conclusion, the story that he told leading up to that, what I felt was a disappointing conclusion, was a dope story. Like, seeing humanity as a super organism. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, anybody should check out YouTube, uh, Joe Rogan, DMT Experience. Uh, not his podcast. It's from the documentary um, DMT Spirit Molecule. Oh, yeah, that's what it's called. <clears throat> Uh, Doctor yeah, Doctor Rick Strassman, and Joe Rogan's in it, and I think uh, I think that clip actually was a, was kind of a launch pad to his podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when that came out. It's definitely when I was in college, I think. Yeah, it's two thousands. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, so you you were. Uh, to connect back to what to to the string of thought that we we were on, um, why why did you bring up the extraterrestrial thing? Oh yeah. Well, we were talking about like other dimensions and other beings, right? And um, I mean, what do you th- what do you think about? Uh, oh, we we're ancestor about, worship. Oh, I know where Eric came from. We we're talking about different gods. Okay. And like where they came from. Right. And I was talking about the Anunnaki, and then oh yeah, and you wanted to know if uh, what was of this earth and what was not of this earth. Right, 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 right. That's where we're coming from. Right. With the okay. Yeah, because I mean, because of those DMT experiences, I was able to experience, um, you know, something that wasn't of this earth. You know, like definitely for me, it's seeing something. I, I have a very indigenous outlook on the whole aliens thing. Yeah. You know, it's like they called them star people and they really didn't talk about them too much. They respected them. And they, when you say of this earth, I feel like you're looking at the earth as something smaller than like this greater universe. But the indigenous saw everything as a matrix so it's like the earth is their mother like anything bigger than that isn't really for us to even worry about or think about like we just take care of our mother and as long as we do that then the level higher than that will take care of itself you know it's like form follows function as long as we function properly then the form will take care of itself right and I just like when, when I hear you say of this earth like I just don't. I don't. I don't know that it matters to me personally. Like, if it's if it's uh, if it's of this earth or of this universe, like, to me, it's the same thing because because of, of our place in the universe, because of our, the human role or, uh, of humanity, and then and then the human individual role for humanity, and then humanity's role for the earth. It's like that's the those those are the levels. You know, it's like it's like humanity like what Joe, Joe Rogan was saying it's like we're an organ for the earth you know like the trees are the lungs and the oceans are the blood and like what is what the fuck is humanity I think we're like an emotional generator oh fuck yeah 
So that's where I think emotions come in, and I, that's why I think it's so foundational to our purpose. Yeah, our, I, I, hear, I hear you. I mean, that doesn't mean we have to. We can't. You know, we we can we can take care of this earth and also think about. I, I think it's imperative. Think about, I think it's imperative when you understand. say of this earth. I see that as equivalent to what you're thinking of as of this universe. For me, of this earth is yeah. of this universe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this universe is in the in the third dimension. So, like, I just I didn't I don't say of this universe. I should I guess that's what I should Our say. Existence in general. Like for me, it's just like this dimension, this like reality where like I'm touching. Like when yeah, yeah, no, when you die, you. you're I don't know. I have my own beliefs, but. I don't think you're going to be in this dimension anymore, at least not for a while, you know? I agree. Um, I agree. So, that, that's that's what I mean. I mean, just, like, physical touch, like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but I don't think... So, I guess, I guess what I, I guess what we really need to clear up is what exactly do you mean when you ask me our emotions of this earth? Do I think that emotions have, like, a material existence? No, I mean, like... Those do those things exist, you know, after you die, or like when you go to another dimension. Are those yes. things still the same things? Yes, I think emotions is the, really is the one that. Yep, yep. So that's what I'm getting at. So, so thoughts, you're saying that I think they're thought, like vibrations. I think, I think thoughts physically are, are more in this third along. dimension. I'm sorry. Reword what you were saying because I was. So you were talking about like love and fear being like vibrations of matter in this mm -hmm. reality like we can explain it through physics like what it is but in all realities too yeah of of this dimension <laughs> yeah but i'm saying i think this dimension is a manifestation of energetic uh, emotional energy emotional energy. on another dimension i think the foundational dimension is emotions in all dimensions are manifested out of emotions. Uh, I don't think so. So, like, even thoughts, right? So thoughts aren't foundational. But they are, because they're coming from yeah. your body. But different beliefs belong in different dimensions. Different ideologies belong in different dimensions. I mean, they're, they're repre I feel like they're representatives of uh, things other than what they are on this reality. Or this dimension. <laughs> Like, they, they're just not the same thing. Like, Right, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I think thoughts are multidimensional, whereas emotions are unidimensional. Right. So on this dimension? On all dimensions, though. <laughs> you just said it was unidimensional. Yeah, yeah, as in it covers all of them. It is the one dimension. The, like, this dimension that you're talking about, right, that right, we're right. living in, is a sliver of emotion of the of the dimension that is no emotions. no no no, no. The ocean there are defined dimensions man there are 10 within emotion maybe no in reality in the in like oh you're talking existence. about like physical you're talking about like physical dimensions i'm like, talking no yeah i guess yes so like one dimension is a dot two dimension is a line three dimension or three three wait, yeah, no, yeah 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 so dots. what you're talking we're talking about different understandings of the word dimension then yeah, I'm talking. You're talking about, about like, like material dimension, like physical dimensions. Yeah, yeah, I'm but there's about like... there, there. I'm talking about dimensions of existence, though. 
And yes, they are connected to math, the mathematical dimensions. I agree. What do you mean, but dimen- what do you mean dimensions of this reality? Like, what do you mean? So there's like, there's two levels to that, right? There's like the um, what you're talking about, like like the first dimension where there's a dot, and the second dimension is yeah, a yeah. line, and <clears throat> so that I would consider that like geometric or physical dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's like dimensions of existence like the dmt realm and um i see but i think that's another dimension okay but well but either way (laughs) either so here's what i'm saying though okay at the foundation to all of those dimensions to the totality of existence resides in what english-speaking people have referred to as emotion and I think that that symbol distorts what it is. I I hear what you're saying. And some people call it nature. Some people call it God. Some people call it consciousness. But I think emotion is actually another word that kind of gets at it in a way that uh, allows people so, to, to see it better. It seems, so, it seems so too simple. Everybody says that. <laughs> it just seems too simple. But that's but that's the thing. I don't know. The simplicity is so simple that it's, it's know, impossible man. to put Life in words. Life is fucking like feel pretty fucking complicated. Because we make it complicated because it's more fun to make it complicated. No, I mean like our makeup is way more like this reality is way more complicated than what we know. Than what we know. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Than what we know. Yeah, of course. Because our knowledge is our own creation, too. Right, but you're... Yeah, okay. That's why intuition... That's why intuition is, <laughs> it comes back to exactly what we were talking about, where it's like... The yeah. things I'm saying cannot be rationally proven, scientifically proven. It's like something that your intuition either... Right, exactly. It doesn't. Just like no one can prove... But I feel like, like you can everyone's never prove intuition... Like what, you, what you feel in like a DMT trip or anything. Yeah. Or how you feel like during a mushroom trip, or like, um, I guess those are also emotions. Exactly, crazy. exactly. That's and honestly, psychedelics are kind of what got me to that point. I think of understanding that. I think emotions are the foundation, man. Or, or like to connect it back to what we were just saying not too long ago is like, um, intuition or silent knowledge or gnosis. Knowing through feeling, um, I feel like emotional intelligence could be another term for all of that. You know, like that's that level of awareness or consciousness where you are one with the creator. You know, that experience of being aligned with the force that is creating everything, nature, some people call it. or Yeah, the, the, the positive alignment. Harmony, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the, the more elevated, the, the, um, the higher, higher vibration. Yeah, that's love. That's what, I, that's what my earlier description of how we currently define love and fear, or how I currently define love and fear, my description of love and fear from earlier, it's like that alignment, that harmony is what we call love and then the further out of harmony you are with that 
is what we call fear, but at the same time, it's love too. It's just like we call it fear because it's not in harmony, and that's our way of discerning in harmony and not in harmony, but it's still vibration passing through matter. It's just not in harmony or not tuned to a frequency that loves or what we call love you know it doesn't provide a loving feeling that's what i mean by emotional emotions which are beyond words i I can talk about it until i'm blue in the face and I, and I, i do my best to use my words to reflect the reality of the situation but the reality of the situation is symbols can never clearly reflect something that's beyond symbols i can i can create a symbol and then paint a picture with other words to try to get you or whoever is listening in any situation, whether it's this podcast or just talking to somebody in real life, like I can, I can create a story so that you understand what I mean when I say a word and, and then we come to some level of agreement on it, yeah. but there's still always a level of distortion too. And that's why I think it, cultivating intuition is important for all individuals Yeah, because I think that there is a knowing beyond symbols Symbols can help us, like me talking about it. But it's just right a now. way of relating and relate a way of communicating. Right. Yeah. Right. And I and I feel like I I feel like I'm sounding egotistical, but I feel like I've come to this understanding through listening to and agreeing to other people's perception and description You tired of it of these concepts. <laughs> What do you mean I'm tired of it? You're tired of having to to put the put up the charade. <clears throat> to put up what? Put up the charade for to in order to to communicate with these people. No, no, I'm I no. I wouldn't say that. I think it's more like I wouldn't I wouldn't waste my time trying to uh <laughs> trying to convey these thoughts if I didn't think that they like the reason that I've come to understand them even though at a certain level you have to take the words and understand them at a level that's beyond words but symbols can lead you to that point where it's like okay all of this actually makes sense but you still have to take that leap of faith to understand it on a level that's beyond the symbols that make sense yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, I hear you. I think maybe we're just talking about things on two different levels here. I think you're going pretty macro, and I think I'm going micro. <laughs> what What are you saying? Um, I was just th- I'm I'm just commenting on like communicating with people in a way that you can both, you know, benefit and in both in both you know gain something from that communication whether it be through symbols or whether it be through like um you know certain definitions we make in society of you know what what is you know something that has two different sides and and you pick a side or pick a team or well that's that is okay so that's where I feel like we are in agreement and like you said we're just talking on two different levels because those beliefs and those ideologies and those that divisiveness that you're talking about 
that separation between people. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is the result of not understanding what we truly are. I know, but you have to operate in... Even though you know that, they don't know that. So you have to operate on their terms sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> to get to to communicate you have to sometimes okay yeah no no okay so so yeah i agree and then uh, I, I totally agree other i wouldn't try i wouldn't yeah. try if i felt like right if i felt like there was no that's so that's kind of what i was trying to say it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i still do my best to 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 put these ideas that i truly understand to be beyond symbols I still do my best to use symbols to convey these ideas or these uh, beliefs, this, 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 uh, these agreements that I've made with myself that I think have benefited me. And so, um, otherwise, if I, if I didn't think, see, the thing is like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm proselytizing, you know, because it's like, I'm just sharing what worked for me and I'm not, and I don't, I don't. Not, I'm not gonna ever tell somebody like this is how you should live, you know. Like this, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that I'm the authority. I'm just sharing what worked for me. Yeah, I think we're all actors, you know. Yeah, we're all actors, kind of like. It's kind of like we're all the main character in our own movie. Yeah. You know, and everybody else is uh, a secondary character, <clears throat> and so like I'm like your perception of me will never ever be what I want it to be. And, and, and like my perception, you, you, you want, you want to know other people's perspectives. And I'm, I'm not even saying that I want to know it. It's just like, I think, you know, all, the kind of perspective that you want to put out towards. Yes. I project or, a certain, I project or, a certain character regardless yeah, yeah. of who I'm dealing yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, of course. You know, whether, yeah. It's my, whether it's my grandma or you or, or somebody right. that I'm dealing with uh, in business, um, you project your everybody. I believe projects themselves differently depending on the situation. Yeah, and also I think depending on which emotion they're feeling at the moment. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Know, more um, where where they are in that spectrum at that given at any given time. I, you know, I, I completely agree. That's what I mean by emotions being the foundation. Yeah, no, I mean, I, everything I, else is more like I, acting. I agree with you. That emotions are the foundation to reality, to existence itself. That's where we disagree. What do you believe is the? I mean, so, I don't so, know. So 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 okay. So <laughs> it's weird because we're using symbols again, right? So when I say emotions, I think that feeling is directly connected to con what, what science calls consciousness. I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-mm. <clears throat> so you think consciousness is more fundamental than emotions? Yes. See, I think consciousness and emotions are intimately intertwined. And thus, they're both the foundation. Dude, I don't know, man. Look, all I know is I've done some serious DMT and I've gone in and seen things that I cannot explain. So, to say that, like, 
I mean, we can somewhat define what emotions are, like, of what we perceive them to be, you know? Like, you just described what you thought love and fear were pretty, I mean, re- in relative... A very, in a very crude manner compared I, to, like... I, well, I, let me give a point. So, relative to, like, this reality, like, that's the way that you can explain it because that's the only way that you know how to. With these Be- words, yeah. With these words in this re- in this dimension. Right. But, like when when i get to have experiences in other what i like to think of as other planes of existence while on these trips i'm experiencing things that like i didn't know existed didn't know were possible like i don't know crazy shit that's just like to think that and i and i'm just granted like a glimpse of it i I imagine that that's just a glimpse, and and then can you imagine doing ayahuasca? <laughs> I've never done it, but Jesus right. Christ! Yeah, but to, to to have that to have that knowledge of like that there is some other knowledge that like I just cannot even comprehend, and then also have this knowledge down here that like I can somewhat comprehend makes me think that those other dimensions are just like going to be completely different experiences like in themselves like just in that that and i believe that my consciousness is not from this dimension i think it's from some higher plane but did you not feel anything when you were in those other dimensions um i mean you're still feeling right yeah but i mean i was still in my body like i could i was i mean my head was somewhere else but my body was still there I knew where it was. I mean, but where were but where were you experiencing? I don't know. Like I, I think it's like another dimension. <laughs> yeah. I, I think my body and what what is here is of this dimension, and then through that experience, I'm able to ex- like see a glimpse of another one. Somehow make a connection through my consciousness, you know, by using this. Um, natural occurring substance you know <laughs> to just like trigger uh experience into you know i don't know yeah, but anyway so that's something else for sure so then like you know i i hear what you're saying like i totally agree with you emotions are like definitely i think the fundamental part of what being on this earth is about um and experiences and emotions that come from experiences you know like um, experiences uh, feed into emotions, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. And those are great things. I, I mean, that's just a part of your your soul contract, your decision to come down to this earth or whatever deal you made to come into this body at this given time, this experience. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's so I think that that's like this. Yeah. I mean, so you you think you think emotions don't exist in those other realms? I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm <laughs> saying that they are manifested as something else, something completely different. Like we see them as emotions here, they may be something like I don't know, because I've never it's hard to explain those other dimensions because I don't really know what I what you are, you know, because I've never it's like like a, like asking a 2D person someone that's like flat to try and understand what a 
what the third dimension is. They just, you know, they've never known anything else. So how could you ever? Yeah, well, no, but that's how I feel trying to talk about intuition. In what way? Like intuition is another route, is another. Yeah, dimension. it's just like the same thing. Like it's. Yeah, exactly. It's like the way you just described uh, the challenge of describing the third dimension to a two-dimensional being. That's how I feel trying to explain intuition to materialists, <laughs> thinkers. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and, and that's and what I was trying to get at earlier too. Is the consciousness is like consciousness goes yeah. along with it too. But I mean. see, that's that's what I meant when I said I think consciousness and emotions are. But everyone, but intimately intertwined. But everyone defines consciousness in different ways. Like Christians would call consciousness your soul, or God. Or, or, I don't know if that's. I don't know. I would think they would think that that's their soul. If if God is consciousness, then what is your soul? Just your soul. The tra- it's a medium for consciousness for God. Yeah, maybe. But Christians are a very diverse group. That's one thing I've really started to understand recently. Is you got Christians on all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Oh yeah, for I- sure. Ideologically. Yeah, I mean. My dad was a Sunday school teacher, and that was the first time I ever really questioned the Bible was in one of his Sunday school classes, <laughs> because it just happened. He he was talking about how he didn't believe in in hell, and everyone was like, "What do you mean you don't believe in hell?" He was like, "I don't know. I just I don't believe that a being like God could ever send anyone to a place like that." And I was just like, "But it says in the Bible, you know." <laughs> And I was like, and I was kind of like, yeah, and like I would think I was like, thirteen. What or do you 14. think about heaven and hell now? Like, what's your like? What, how, uh, do you, just, how do you conceive them? I don't even think there is heaven or hell. Yeah. I don't really believe in it. I think that that's a, just another duality that's of this this dimension. You think it's in the mind? Um. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a myth that's created to try and explain something unexplainable archetypes yeah i agree 100 yeah. percent on that um yeah for sure I, I mean like i was saying before like i think you know we're here to have an experience when you die you've done you've had that experience and then you go on to some other experience and another plane of existence or another dimension or whatever what have you i mean it just isn't here obviously because you're gone like or so how perhaps you- maybe you like immediately reincarnate into something in this earth and just never even see the other side you know you're i mean maybe i do believe in reincarnation i think that is definitely a thing but um i don't know if there's like a preset determined how many times you're coming back i think actually it's just a decision that you make once you're on the other side if you actually want to come back you know yeah i do agree i think the moment is all that truly exists yeah but I mean, I I do believe in. I think choice is something that may cross dimensions. What do you mean? Like your 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 consciousness to be able to make um, make decisions about about anything about like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever's going on in that dimension, I don't know. Well, that's all right. So, this is this is gonna seem 
off topic, but it's actually when I, by the by the end of what I'm saying, it's going to cover almost everything that we've been talking about. Have you ever seen Waking Life? Yeah. Right, there's a part in Waking Life where he, they're talking about free will, and they're talking about this old paradigm of Newtonian physics. If everything is cause and effect, then like where does free will come into play? Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> and you're talking about choices, and so, like what I see is as far as free will is concerned is like in this dimension if we're being real like we're not free like our bodies aren't free our thoughts aren't free because like all of our thoughts and our beliefs come to us from our parents and the television and like Sunday school like you were just saying in church and mm-hmm. our parents or like uh, <clears throat> school uh, school I think I've repeated myself on a couple of them but society in general yeah right? and um and so, when it comes to, like, a really deep level, spiritual level, intuitive level, <laughs> these all, all these words fall short, but I'm trying to paint a picture. But what I'm getting at is, I think that the only choices that are truly free, and even Don Miguel alludes to it at the end of one of his books, is, like, if we're being real, like, the Newtonian physics kind of shows us that our bodies and... And what we do understand about ourselves, the understandable part, not the mystery, but the understandable part, is uh, you know cause and effect, and uh, and so I think that the way he words it is like we may not um, we we may not be able to escape the destiny of the human, but we do have a choice to enjoy our destiny or to resist our destiny. I think that's like the same thing as the choice between love and fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes down to the only free will choice that really exists is at an emotional level. And that's what I'm talking about, about like emotions being the foundations to reality. Is <clears throat> because like our only choice is to be happy with the moment and like enjoy the moment, make the best out of the moment, create um, you know, as much fun and love yeah. and happiness in, in, in each moment as possible. Mm-hmm. Live life to the fullest, to put it more, um, you yeah. know, li- uh, layman's Carpe terms. diem. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Um, and so, my point in saying all that is like, I feel like it just connects back to emotions being. And emotions is another word that falls short because emotion is kind of intertwined with uh, intuition and uh, consciousness. It's all um, this kind of uh, quantum field that's uh, intertwined with, quote-unquote, the mystery of life, Mm -hmm. Uh, God, uh, spiritual uh, lifestyle. I don't like isms, spiritualism. I I don't like isms in general like beliefs because <clears throat> although I have beliefs my beliefs are very flexible like if I if I come across data that shows my some something that I believe to be out of harmony with the reality of the situation then I'm able to detach from that belief very easily yeah i think that is something that makes me unique not in it, not to be egotistical but i do see where a lot of people are very rigid with their beliefs, even if their beliefs are like love and peace and happiness, like 
they seem very like like PETA, you know, they, they parade themselves as if they're like these, you know, amazing people fighting some evil, but, you know, sometimes they create more evil by being so rigid with their thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. with their beliefs. And so I, <clears throat> I don't like isms because <clears throat> it's kind of like you're kind of boxed into that belief once you say, you know, you're, you believe in something ism, you know? Yeah, I mean, once you're presented with, I mean... Our, our beliefs are our creative belie- power, you have too, beliefs you know? in You have a belief in facts, though. <laughs> you have a belief in truth, I guess. Right, and then, but also, like, it, it come, it come it, we reach another yin-yang, because the truth is that, you know... <laughs> there is an objective. The truth is there, that there, there is an objective world, and we can. We're always whatever progressing. We're always experiencing. There's always change. Change is good. Change is constant. The only yeah. constant. That's another yin yang. Change is the only constant. Yeah. And uh, and also, like truth is is an art. You know, we're all artists. So at a certain level, like art and. The way that we choose to believe is our, our is our art, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we can tell what we believe based on what we do because our actions follow our beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can tell what somebody believes by what they do. They can say whatever they want, but their actions will tell you what they actually believe about the world. Right. So, um, so yeah, man. To I guess to to wrap all of that into one is like emotions and, and belief are at the core of the only thing that's free and that and that whatever word you want to put on that consciousness emotions intuition etc uh is our connection to the creator yeah because it's what we're experiencing right now and i mean what i was talking about earlier is, is not it's not the experience that we're in so of course i agree with you in in, in that the the importance of understanding where we are and who we are right now and in this reality in this dimension and and what the what how the emotions play with our consciousness you know they're all intertwined and uh anyway i think we're in agreement there right (laughs) so what so i think to go back or just to try to dig a little deeper more uh, to be more accurate where we were disagreeing, I don't even know if we were disagreeing, but where we thought we were disagreeing is these other dimensions, like the DMT dimensions that you're talking about that you've experienced, do you think they are, like, uh, superior to our existence or no. parallel to our existence? And, it, like, the, does that existence have more value in the um, overall grand scheme of things, no, it's just a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just. Uh, it's well, just, DMT obviously is is uh, one like very unique, very powerful, uh, short lasting, and just one of the hardest to explain. But just psychedelics in general, since we've got about eight eight more minutes here. Uh, I think I, I briefly said, and I don't, I don't think I delved into it, but like psychedelics are kind of um, were the catalyst for me to start. Like, so I would say 2007, cannabis being a very mild psychedelic, uh, was kind of around the time, and then January 2008, 
So about six months later is when I started smoking every day, uh, or almost every day. Uh, and then 2010, like we were talking about earlier, growing up with the internet, uh, by 2010, I feel like high speed was most cities had it. Um, and yeah, that, that access to information is in like, and what you wanted to connect back to before we finished was the awakening. And it's like, I feel like we're reaching a point where <laughs> you could call it pressure point, so to speak, you know, like this pressure has been mounting and, uh, the internet was like a, a key moment because it's where in, the information flood began. Um, and yeah, but and, it's just, it's just been getting better ever since, you know? We just keep progressing in that way. Right, but but before the be... internet existed, there was like a gatekeeper on information. I mean, you know? kind of, yeah. You had either libraries where, yeah, you could get super legitimate information, but it took you a while to... to yeah, to, yeah, to, no, I totally understand, for sure. That was definitely but to a get pivotal point. The easy information, like television and radio, was mostly garbage. There were some real journalists back then, unlike now. But, uh... yeah. But, but for yeah, for part, sure, the internet, I mean, like, being able to... Well, know. now we're going to have the internet of money with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Yeah, I guess. That's coming. It's coming. We'll see. That's it's. See, they said the same thing about the internet, too, but it's already here. It's unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Unstoppable force. Whatever. You don't think so? We'll see when it happens. It's going to happen, for sure. I'm pulling for other things, I guess, right now. Like what? Like what we talked about last time I was on like, <coughs> fusion energy. I'm following that. I'm I think that's gonna be the next big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna just change things um, on an energy level for the Earth. I think we're all gonna just realize, oh fuck, renewable energy that just makes itself. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've read about machines that can pick up on the static in the atmosphere. It uses like static, as yeah, like its power. That's a Tesla coil. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about fusion, where we like pretty much create this reaction, basically a mini sun. You have, but you have to contain it. It's like a, it's like a miniature star, and you have to contain it. So like, I think the the hard thing about it is using less energy to contain it than you're getting out of it. So. What, what do you have against cryptocurrency? <laughs> we don't have to... Dude, we talked about this, like, years ago. And oh. you said the same thing. Well, <laughs> You're like, dude, okay. it's it's getting... It's getting... It's gonna get big. And I was like, all right, man. <laughs> we'll see. It's the same thing. <laughs> but, it's, but it's, you know... I don't know. Has it changed much in the last two years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's it's blown up. Word. Well... I guess I'll we'll talk about it again in another two years, maybe. I don't know if it's going to take that long this, this <laughs> round, especially with all of the political uh, progress. Yeah, no, I was not going to say that. That was not that was not my word for it. Unrest. Um, oh, in the last four years? No, just right now. The political atmosphere right now just seems up in the air. Maybe is I can't uh, think of the term that I'm looking for. Aloof. Oh yeah, it's just like we're uh, anything could happen right now, you know. And yeah. uh, and really, like when it comes down to it, I think people are starting to. So a few years ago, when Bitcoin blew up, and then and then 
crashed supposedly, but it's it's already back to the, those highs from three years ago. Um, I think that was just a fear of missing out sort of thing. Like uh, it was a shiny new toy, and people thought it was going to go crazy, and people didn't really understand how it worked. This time around, I feel like people have done their homework. They were like, especially people that got burnt on it the first time around. They were like, what the fuck? My friend made millions of dollars off of this. How come I just lost my ass, you know? So then they actually took the time to research how it works. And now that now that it's gotten back up, it took a while, but that's because it's more. it's been a more organic growth. Whereas last time it started taking off and maybe a few gigantic investors put a lot of money into it because they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And then other people were just jumping on their tail. And so a lot of that growth was not quote unquote Real organic growth. growth. Right. So anyways, uh, I encourage everybody to check it out. Basically, um, long story short, um, the, 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 what people call a Bitcoin is basically just a <clears throat> ownership of an algorithm. And the algorithm is basically sandwiched between two other algorithms. And the what protects the transactions is the transaction chain or the blockchain, what they call the blockchain itself. And so basically it comes when it comes down to it, um, it verifies itself. It secures itself. The longer it goes, the more secure it becomes. And so Bitcoin being the first one is kind of like the king of it because at its foundation of what a cryptocurrency is, it's the best one. Now, there are some, not issues with it. I wouldn't call them issues with it, but not at this time. I wouldn't call it issues with it. It's kind of like gold in today's economy where it's like it's this clunky thing that is hard to transport but people still consider it very valuable right Mm -hmm. bitcoin's kind of like the gold of the cryptocurrency world you you can't the transaction speed isn't where you would want it to be in a completely decentralized world so there's other projects that are working on that and then it's uh it does act as more of like a placeholder or like a data uh, piece a piece of data property that you own, like an asset or like a currency, right? Um, whereas there are other blockchains that are working on being like dynamic smart contracts, where they're able to enforce deals. Um, so rather than relying on like a court to enforce a contract, your the uh, the technology itself will determine who's who is uh, the rightful owner? The right, the the. It basically does plays the role of the judge. Yeah. Um, and it's dynamic. It learns based on uh, like deep learning AI mm-hmm. technology. Um. <coughs> so yeah. So anyway, at this point, <coughs> uh. Bitcoin is kind of like they call it king Bitcoin in the crypto space, but it's kind of like gold where it'll it'll definitely it'll probably for, for a, a significant amount of time it'll probably be the number one cryptocurrency. But 
at this point there are a number of other crypto projects that are competing in other ways whether it be better transaction speeds or better platforms um the foundation of crypto the blockchain is pretty much unbeatable and that is what makes bitcoin the king because it was the first like truly unbreakable blockchain but um you know it's still reliant on the community users itself to keep it up up as up to date as possible right um and so there are other projects that are competing with it and putting resources towards trying to be even better which seems unlikely but it could happen um but yeah i mean you just seem like you're almost i don't want to say disinterested i feel like you're a little bit curious about it but um I think that what turns a lot of people off from it is the actual currency part of it, not the crypto part of it. The crypto part is what intrigues people. The currency part is what I I think people are like, you're not going to be able to compete against the dollar. Oh, I don't think that. I mean, I don't have that opinion. I'm just like, if it comes, it comes. Like, I don't know. I'm not real big on investing and stuff. Like, I get it. I just... I just prefer not to, I just think it's gambling and I just prefer not to gamble. But I mean, if, if that technology were to be available to me and like, which I, I, I can say that I would believe that that would happen. I mean, and I'd be okay with it. I mean, I'd be willing to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like gonna try and jump on the, create the Bitcoin or, you know, cyber, cryptocurrency, like bandwagon and try and make a bunch of money off of it but i do think you need to be patient to make any money in any in any sort of investment i just don't i just prefer not to make money that way through like i mean through the market you know what i mean why not i just prefer tangible things huh but the <laughs> internet's not tangible okay but that's that's kind of like i don't make money through the internet I mean, your bank uses internet. I mean, your your the credit. Yeah. Every time you swipe your. Credit. I know, but I don't make money. I don't econo- like the economic system relies on the internet. Right, but I don't make money off of it. Like I would an investment. Like. Yeah, but see what Bitcoin's doing is it's, it's so I guess the reason why I brought up the internet is because like. The white paper, have you heard the term white paper before? It's kind of like the blueprint. Like in your business, so the white paper of a cryptocurrency would be okay. the equivalent of a of a gotcha. blockchain. Yeah, yeah. So the white paper of a Bitcoin, um, actually, Bitcoin is was just the name. It was supposed to be just the name of the token itself, but the the name of the project was actually supposed to be called the Internet of Money. And so, like, what it's done is it's created, although it is its own community, it also sparked a whole revolution basically of these other crypto startups to compete it knew that it knew the creators or creators satoshi nakamoto knew that it was going to spark other people to create to compete against it but that was part of doing it is like that that competition may is like the same concept as the internet is like people put out information and then people fact check that information and it's like this whole like you know um, not not spiral, but uh, like kind of like tennis game. Yeah, know, I mean, I get it, man. Like, I I mean, I understand. Like, 
the concept. I get it. I understand. So I what? mean, I just, I, I mean, what do you mean? I'm not against it. So do you, but all right, all right. You can explain it all you no, want. No, no, I mean, no, no, I hear no, no, you. No, no, and no, no, like, no. I'm done explaining I... crypto. I'm actually going to come at it from the other angle. That's why. That's why that was my pause. That's why I'm coming. I'm going to come at it from this angle. So, how do you feel about the dollar? Um, I think it's a form of currency. But what, like, what gives it value? We do. Who's we? The people. How How do we give it value? Because we. We believe that that piece of money is worth our faith. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you at least realize that because, like, <clears throat> we believe in it, but why should we believe in it when the people that print it? We all, it's an agreement. Yeah, but those people are, have proven to not necessarily have our best interests at heart. What people? The people that print our money. <laughs> we print our money. People print our money. What do you mean? People, people print money. Right, but who? Okay. And we all agree upon what that money represents. To a degree, but uh, how do we do we get to vote on how much money they print? Do we get to vote on interest rates? I'm not on the federal interest no, rate. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm not saying we do. I mean, I, but. I hear, I get where you're going. But those, with deci- this. But those decisions <laughs> determine the value of the money that we use. Kinda. I mean, I guess. Definitely. What else gives it value? It's not backed by anything but how much it is in is in supply, and our faith that it has value. Y- yeah, but I mean, we, but we. We put that currency in in terms of not only what the number means in our heads, but also like tangible things that we can touch and hold. Yeah, like commodities. Yeah, the commodity market. Like I can Oil say that gold. that Nalgene <clears throat> bottle is worth twenty bucks or something, you know. Right. And like, I've assigned a value to it, you know, that we agree upon somewhat at least, you know it. That's just the way that that the value is communicated through currency, right? But over time, that currency, the dollar, I mean, right now, it might be worth twenty dollars, but five years from now, that same bottle might cost sixty dollars because the dollar has weakened by right. a third. Yeah. But why would the dollar weaken by a third, whereas Bitcoin over that same period has gone up three and a half times? Why would it? Why would it have gone up three and a half times? Why would Bit? Why has Bitcoin gone up three and a half times? I don't understand. I, I'm I'm just like, I guess. I guess maybe I don't understand that point. I mean, I. I assign a value to something. Yeah, exactly. The foundation of any currency is like what value it gives the users. Right. Right. And so the dollar, the value of it, as far as the, the, the entire big picture economy is concerned, is determined by how much of it is in circulation. Okay, you're right, because we all have to use it. And there, and because of the debt that we owe other countries, and the debt that we owe the Federal Reserve, 
they just they're just printing more money so it's debasing our currency because they're just printing more money like money is money is pretty much like a number that they type into right the, right, the computer. right right yeah in bitcoin there's only 21 million there will never be more or less there are 21 million that's it Okay, all right. That make that makes more sense. I didn't put it like that. Yep. <laughs> and right. it's backed by algorithms that are at this point pretty much unbreakable. Right. I hear you, man. I think um, you have to head out soon, brother. Yeah. No, I hear you. I was gonna ask any concluding thoughts. Uh, I don't think so, man. I think uh, I, I wish everybody well. Um, good luck getting through the winter during this interesting time. And, For uh, sure. We'll see what the next few months. I do unfold. encourage you and everybody to, to check out check out crypto. Like, there's a couple of uh, like twenty thirty minute quick documentaries on YouTube. Yeah, I'll have to check some out. Um, Read some more about it. I think it is the next internet. It's the next big thing. We will see. 